0: This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Earn a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University and help protect your company from cyber threats by
1: performing vulnerability assessments and threat hunting to catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.
3: Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I am Baxter Colburn.
4: And this is Simon Provan. Good
3: evening to all of you tuning in to another edition of Two Up Front. We are excited. we got a lot of exciting things to talk about today. Almost more things than you can possibly fit into a show. That's right. But you know what, Simon? We are going to talk about it. We are going to talk about it all from FIFA to the NWSL to USA, Mexico, We've got it all tonight. We do. Very excited about it. It's going to be a great show. We're looking forward to it, and we uh, want to take a moment to remind you that you can catch this show here on Sports Radio America from 3 to 6 p.m., Eastern on Fridays on SportsRadioAmerica.com, dot com live three sixty five and tune in. Then you can also get us on demand anytime you want on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on
4: Spreaker dot com as
3: well. Simon, where are we on social media?
4: On Facebook, we are two up front. On Twitter, we are at Two Up front Soccer. We also have a, a Twitter or not a Twitter a handle on Instagram at Two Up Front Soccer. There, yes, indeed. And you can also watch our broadcast
3: on Periscope as well. So, to hi to everyone that's watching on Periscope. Uh, We apologize every week, Simon, for not having a consistent broadcast schedule, but you're a busy man, I'm a busy man, we've got life commitments, families, etc.,
4: Doing a show right now. Yeah. It's going very you're, well. Yeah, by how's your, way. everything's it's going, going well with your Got show? An awesome review in the Milwaukee Journal I saw Journal that you're channel.
3: famous. I feel like I need to get your autograph before you leave. Be like, I know that man in the in the in the newspaper. Yeah, that'll be you someday too. Though, oh, so psh, psh, you're too kind. It's too kind. It's it's an honor to be in your presence tonight, Simon. Thank you. <laughs> Likewise. Oh, I appreciate it. All right. Well, later on in the show, we will be joined by Vavil USA Soccer Editor Chris Blakely to talk about the NWSL and the happenings of what happened in the championship. Just say deja vu. It really feels like it. I feel like it's continuing to rain a little harder in Seattle after they lost again. They're like, really? Why can't we finally win? You'd think with that squad they would, but... They were able to send Lauren Holiday Elf on a nice parting gift. Yeah, She's absolutely. retiring from soccer. So yeah. he'll be there. He'll be with us a little bit later. And then Corey Plath, the man who usually is the sub for Simon, will be joining us on the field. So does that mean we go to a three up front? What exactly is the man? Well, we could still doing? be two up front and then one in the back. There we go. You know? We could do that. Corey's more of a defender, so oh, he, he brings Perfect. up the rear well on that yeah. one. So he'll be joining us a little bit later on the program as well to talk USA-Mexico and the, the,
4: what are they calling it, the CONCACAF Cup? CONCACAF Cup at the Rose Bowl, October Ooh. 10th. You know what's a bummer for me? What is it's not bummer? really a bummer, because I'll never be disappointed when I'm performing in a show, but I will be performing on stage while oh. that game is going so on. So you have like a little earbud in your ear, like no, listening to a, no, a broadcast? No, phone will be off, computer will be off. That's dedication,
3: folks. <laughs> that is dedication. And ironically enough, it's raining in Seattle. Isn't it always raining in Seattle? Thank you for that on Periscope, by the way. Hey, Chris,
4: I just hope that rain washes away the, those uh, Seahawks end zones so oh. we never have to see that again. Oh. Yes, I went there. I had to. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, man. This is a
3: soccer show. We're not going to get into American football. No, it doesn't actually. Yeah. I know. I think all of uh all Lion fans are – yeah. They'd be lying if they said they weren't happy about the end of that game. Anyway. All right, well, there's been all kinds of things happening in the soccer world, Simon. We are going to start on a broader perspective. We're going to start in England, as Liverpool England. have basically announced, but haven't officially announced because there's no, there's no paperwork that's been signed
4: yet. But Brendan Rodgers is gone. He's gone. We, we had the conversation last week about which of these three, uh, Jose, Arsene, or Brendan, were going to be gone. And, of course, we said, well, it's pretty easy to pick that. Brendan's gonna be gone. The one that has boom, the least just cool name. A few name. days later, obviously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go if
3: I had to pick a three, be like Jose, Arson, and Brendan, and be like, Brendan, get out of here. What are you doing?
4: I got excited, Baxter, Did when you? I heard that they were interested in Jurgen Liverpool. I thought maybe it was Jurgen Klinsmann. And
3: I, I had this conversation with Simon Mitchell the other day, um, ah. and I was like, Simon, hey, um, is there any opportunity for Jurgen Klinsmann to coach in the Premier League? And he was like, maybe. He's like, but. Bundesliga has better opportunities, like, but he's like, I doubt that he will ever go back to Europe now that he's settled in the United States, he sure. lives in L.A. He's like, if anything, he could see him being Bruce Arena's replacement after he's done at L.A. because he lives oh, in L.A. Oh, sure,
4: sure. Although I could see him going back to Spurs since he played there. I could That's, see him going that was back the thought. there.
3: I forget the name of the manager they have now, they said, but that was something... Uh, <laughs> I agree. Was that Chris that posted yeah, that? Yeah, somebody on Periscope, Chris, yes. said that uh, Portland needs a new head coach. Yes, they do,
4: buddy. I'm right there with you. Ooh. I've been saying that all season, haven't I, Baxter? You really
3: have. That was like the first thing you said when you got in here. You said, how about that Fire Revs game? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it because we knew that was going to happen. And, like, and I was like, how about that Portland game? And he's like, well, Caleb Porter needs to go he away. Needs to
4: go. I'm telling you, you should submit your resume. You know, interesting, the last time the U.S. didn't qualify for the Olympics... Caleb Porter was the head coach. Well. And did they Anyways, qualify for the England Olympics this year? <laughs> we don't know yet. Ah. We don't know. That that tournament's going on, but we'll get to that later we in will. the show. We will.
3: So, Liverpool, they fire Brendan Rodgers, and immediately everybody starts feeling that it's going to be Jurgen Klopp. Everybody is going all hop Klopp there, hoping that he signs it's not official but Liverpool is basically like has this little secret that they've told the world like Yes, pss,
4: right. Pss, we got him. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. He's, he's coming here Thursday. We'll probably introduce him on Friday. But don't tell anybody. Yeah. Except all of your friends. We all know Liverpool. <laughs> we all know. But thank you for well, keeping a secret. Well, and it, it makes sense, though. Jurgen Klopp. I mean, he's he's been to the Champions League final. He yeah. won two Bundesliga titles. He's a young guy. He thrives on uh, on on the crowd atmosphere. So, um, you know, uh, Shaka Hislop was talking about this on ESPN. I, mean, I completely agree with him. You you watched him at Dortmund and and how he just he thrives as a manager being in that type of He did, yeah.
3: He's never looked like a bad manager. And when I heard that, I didn't realize that he wasn't Dortmund's manager anymore Like when I first heard the rumors. Right, and I was right. like, why is he not at Dortmund? And they're like, oh, well, he left. And I'm like, why would he leave? Like He was so successful. But then I saw how Dortmund's been playing the last like two years, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's why he
4: right, left. Right, right, yeah. So I think, I think we'll see him take all of that with him to Liverpool, and I, I think it's a great hire for them. Mm. I mean, he's got a great opportunity to... Turn this club around, I mean this historic club that needs they need to be in the top four or five. they need to get back to uh, champions.: There's League. no
3: reason for him not for, for Liverpool not to be like theoretically, like you, you talk about the big four. You always come with both Manchesters, United and City, Arsenal, and then Liverpool. And then you can people like, Well, but the big five, Tottenham, it's like, Yeah, maybe, but sometimes not because Everton likes to sneak in there and, you know, cause problems. Leicester City is being that guy this year, Crystal Palace as well. So I mean, you forget about Chelsea at times too, because of how poorly Chelsea's playing right Right. now. I mean, Right. You know, the big four, the big five. Technically, it could be a big six if you really, you know, could be. Really. A, yeah, I think
4: the yeah, I think it's one name we left off. There was Chelsea. Is, it is, was, and I realized that. But there.
2: that
3: also rings true, though, just to how poorly they're playing right now. Right. And I wasn't, I didn't purposely leave them off, but my memory.
4: Didn't go right to well, Chelsea. Right. They're sitting 16th in the Premier League right now. It's easy to see that. Or uh, easy to leave them off that list of yeah. the top four right now. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't on purpose. It's just I was
3: going through the list, and I'm like, okay, yeah, these are the teams that should be there. I'm like, oh, right, Chelsea. And I'll,
4: I'll tell you what, I, I don't see Chelsea turning things around much right now. They, are they going to miss even the Europa League spot? you think oof. they'll
3: finish below fifth this year? <sighs>
4: Well, I mean, as, as simple as this answer is going to sound, if things continue to go like they are, they're going to be fighting for relegation, I mean, to stay up in the league. That's, I, I, that's I can't true. imagine uh, a Chelsea statement. actually having to do that, but they are so short on, on defenders. Corey Plath maybe should give them a buzz, you know? Honestly, um, I mean, we
3: could send him over. We send him on a, on a season loan. I mean, do we get, as long as we get commission from that, you know, that would be... I'm <laughs> fine with right. that, you know. They couldn't get John Stones, but they got Corey Platt. There you go. Right, I'll read the right. first to write the article about it. Send the press release out.
4: So, so there we go. We've got, uh, like I said, Brendan Rodgers is gone. Jurgen Klopp taking the taking the reins over at Liverpool. We'll see what he does. But I'm I'm still keeping an eye there on Chelsea as well. But how about Manchester City this weekend? I, I laughed when I when I turned on the TV, saw they were down one zero to lowly Newcastle United. Yeah. Newcastle looked good for about the first 30 minutes. I got they the were,
3: update on my phone. I was like, Newcastle leads Man City, one nothing? I'm like, oh, really? I'm and like, it's going to be that kind of a weekend.
4: Okay. And then Aguero decided, I don't want to lose. In fact, I want to score five goals today. I even texted you during the game saying, Baxter, are you seeing this? Aguero yeah. now has four, game, four goals. Oh, nope.
3: Now five. Yeah, I saw that. Unbelievable. That was, he was... Five minutes short. No, he was not five minutes short. He was eleven minutes short of what Robert Lewandowski did because oh, Lewandowski right? got five goals in nine, nine minutes. minutes Agüero
4: right. got five goals in twenty minutes. Close,
3: I, you know, it's close
4: enough, right? I, I, you know? I will, I will still take score. I'll take score in five goals in ninety minutes. I, exactly. I mean, I will take. Yeah, I'll take in even my nine. co-ed league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, and those
3: are shorter halves. But even right. still, like, yeah, when I heard that Agüero dropped five goals, it's <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. It's Newcastle. And let's be honest, some of the goals that he scored were just a little too easy. I I saw the positioning of the goalkeeper on a few of them. Some of them were just beautiful strikes. Let's not take anything away from Aguero. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd say at least two of those goals, though, were times where it's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. That's a goal. Good for you. Like, you know, cross it off the list. And people made arguments about that for Cristiano Ronaldo when he had five goals, I think, in... That wasn't Champions League play, but he—I uh, forget what it was. Was it Super Copa? I forget what it was. But Ronaldo recently scored a bunch of goals in a in a tournament game, and people were freaking out. And they were like, "Well, they were all tap-ins. I think one was a penalty kick." It's like it's—it all depends on how you judge it. Sure, but you know
4: what? As we always talk about, a goal's a goal. It is. I don't care how you score it. Yeah, a goal is a goal.
3: Yeah, and it's it's a positive thing, so I think City will be able to harness that and use it going forward. I mean, Man City currently sit in first place in the Premier League table. They've got 18 total points. They have a record of 6-0-2, 19 total goals for 7 goals against. They're looking to be the team in form. However, Arsenal causing a bit of a ruckus. Ooh,
4: I, you know, I had tweeted out during that Ar- uh, Arsenal-Man U game, is who's going to end up with more goals, Arsenal or Manchester City? I mean... Three yeah. goals in the first twenty minutes and they Arsenal dangerous. Very dangerous. Some very well possession. Uh their passing play was amazing. That's how they were getting their goals. Uh Sanchez though, here's a man who hasn't scored in quite a few games mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he puts in two beauties. And you've got Arsenal taking down Manchester United and ended up being three nothing. Um, Which was, I will say was a bit of a surprise because United has looked good these past few they games. Have, they were on top of the league for a week.
3: They were, and that's what bothered me the most about it. Is As someone that's an Arsenal fan, I support them. I also help cover the, the Premier League as a whole, though. And I knew the issues that they have at forward. Like every other article I write is a transfer rumor regarding Arsenal sure. and who they're targeting at forwards because they need so much help. Olivier Giroud is not playing well. He's really not, and then Theo Walcott is their other forward. Joe Campbell, okay, sure, maybe, but he doesn't look that very—he doesn't look good. At well, he's not a, a lead Premier League striker, so you hear about Karim Benzema, you hear about Edison, Edison Convani, you hear, you know, all these different guys that are being shuffled around as possible, you know, guys that could come in. So you think, oh, against Man United, they seem to have their
4: ducks in a row. They should, you know, steamroll. Maybe right. Arsenal
3: will get a goal from their midfield, which they did, but they got three goals from their midfield, not one.
4: Well, and again, going back to, it's not that just they got those goals from the midfield. I mean, the, the midfield played fantastic for Arsenal in yeah. this game. They owned that field. Well, you know what some of it, part of it was, though, too, is that Arsene Wenger was like, right,
3: Peter Cech, he should play. And he did. Yes. And they yes. won. Yes. So if they go to the next Champions League game against Bayern Munich and they don't start Petr Cech, I don't care what is going on. Arsene Wenger needs to either be relieved of his duties or sent on a temporary suspension because you don't sign one of the best goalkeepers in the world, even though he's at the later end of his career, and not play him.
4: You know, it's very likened to calling guys up to your national team <laughs> and playing them out of position, completely out of position. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. I just did anyways. Continue. I, I feel like we'll have to talk about that later.
3: Okay, it sounds we'll, good. We'll, we'll talk about okay, that. Later. Yeah, okay, yeah, not not right now. Yeah. So anyway, though, I mean, it's you got to commend Aguero. Though going back to Aguero and what he did, so getting him five goals is commendable. That is helping drive the the machine that is Man City right now. They look incredibly dangerous. Um, however, Aguero was not the leading goal scorer in the Premier League. Do you know who the leading goal scorer is this year? I'm going to be honest and say I don't know. Uh, With seven goals from Leicester City is Jamie Vardy. Okay. Seven goals. Aguero was second with six. And then there's a massive tie for third. Romelu Lukaku, though. Five goals, by the way.
4: Yes, going back back to the uh, Everton. Well, not going back. Talking about the Everton-Liverpool game. Well, that was one of the surprises is that Rodgers actually gets a point in the Merseyside Derby. Yeah. Away, you know, at Goodison Park, and yet they still relieve him. So the rumors are that he was actually... He fired was gone before, before the game. That. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah. but that uh, I was that I was disappointing. It was great to see Lukaku get that goal right before half in the in the derby. To uh, and I mean, talk about taking advantage of an awful play by the Liverpool backs trying to clear that ball. It drops to Lukaku and he slams it in with his left foot to tie it one one. Yeah, but uh, man, Everton looked fantastic in that game. Going back again, talking about possession. They were they were threatening. I felt like though I was watching a Portland Timbers game, shot Ooh. after shot after shot, just not going in. It's like, Did Did somebody what, score? what is the deal with my team? Some, yeah, exactly. Somebody score. So it was a bit disappointing as an Everton fan to only get a draw out of the uh, Merseyside derby, and it's been, I think, 10 games since Everton has won against Liverpool, something, something
3: like, like that. that. Yeah, so. and I, I found it funny, too, because we spoke earlier in the show about Chelsea's issues, and I was listening to SiriusXMFC the other day, and they were saying, well, maybe the reason Chelsea's not playing well is because, number one, they don't have an elite forward. Oh, didn't they have Romelu Lukaku? They sure oh, that's did. right, Jose Mourinho yeah. didn't like him didn't and like him. sold him. Yep.
4: And now, look at what he's doing. And let's be honest, last season he didn't have the greatest of seasons. But no. right, yeah, it's, He's, he's but, a young player. Give Tim, the man time to develop. You know, and Tim Howard has come out and said he feels that this is the best team he's had mm-hmm. since arriving at Everton in 2006. So that's part of it, is Lukaku now has those players around him that can feed him that ball, that know how he plays, and now you see the results. He's one of the leading goal scorers in the Premier League.
3: Yeah, it's it's an exciting thing for him, and I think that Everton is going to continue to to do well because of Lukaku. Lukaku stays healthy. Everton's got a chance to finish in a top-six spot. Maybe grab a Europa League spot. We don't know. They were in the Europa League last year. They were, and they, and they did, did quite well. They, they, did. Uh,
4: they, they made it to the round of 16 or maybe the quarterfinals where they did lose to uh, Kevin De Bruyne's what was it? Vader Berman? Ah, oh, okay. Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Yes. That sounds right. I'm like, yes. Vader Berman doesn't sound right. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I, I could be wrong on that. But, yeah. Um, speaking of, Baxter, we didn't plan on talking about this, but I don't know if you saw recently that England has been doing so bad in the European competitions, they may lose their fourth Champions League spot to Italy. What? because of the european Italy, does rankings. Do you really have enough teams
2: to
4: do that? <laughs> right. Well, since the, the the Italian teams have been doing much better than the English teams. True. And so there's this UEFA ranking that's based all off of how these oh, really? countries do. I thought do. the countries, each country was just
3: Allotted a certain amount of Champions League they're, spots. They're,
4: they're allotted based on their UEFA rankings oh. as, a, as, as they rank the league. I did not know that. Yeah, so with how poorly the, Euro, uh, the English teams have been doing. Yeah, they've been terrible. Terrible. The last two or three years that it looks like they could end up losing a spot in the 16-17 or 17-18 Champions League. Wow.
3: Well, that means, wow, well, then yeah, you only have three. Three teams going for champions is that two Europa
4: League teams then? So does that one, I don't know.
3: I wonder how that would go. So one yeah. through three would be Champions League, four or five maybe Europa. If not, maybe just four Europa. I would,
4: you know, I'd imagine. I would imagine the Europa League spots stay as they are, mm-hmm. um, because you just you're just replacing Champions League's teams. You're not. You That's true. I mean? So it doesn't make a difference. Right. So. Wow, that would be even more difficult. So, so you, four would end the a top four
3: team. finish could not necessarily guarantee you that. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. 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 Well, another thing that makes us go wow, Simon is everything that's going around with FIFA as a whole. Yes.
4: Oh, my goodness.
3: It's not a day that goes by that I still question why Seth Blatter ever had a job in the soccer world, let alone ever had a job in general. Well, I'll
4: tell you why. He made tons of money for FIFA. All well, right? He did, yes. So he. So ISL was their marketing firm that was founded back in 2002, I believe, and uh, basically, funny enough, ironically, uh, of but not really, we, they found out that these guys were bribing <laughs> So many people that ISL got shut down, which actually almost bankrupted FIFA. Then along came this guy named Sepp Blatter, Ah. who resurrected FIFA. So that's why he's been so protected, because he's he's brought so much money to this organization. But yet today, now we find out that he's probably, thankfully, finally going to be suspended for at least 90 days by the Ethics Committee. And the Ethics Committee of FIFA has just been an absolute joke. They're finally starting to take things seriously. Well, because Seppi... Uh, paid off his good friend Michael Platini $2 yep. million, dollars, which looks like he paid him off not to run as uh, for a presidential candidate for FIFA back in 2002. Yes, yep. And the the article that I'm reading here from uh, BBC.com,
3: they're saying that uh, Bladder is being accused of signing a contract, unfavorable in quotes, to football's governing body and making a quote-unquote disloyal payment to UEFA president Michael Platini, as yes. you mentioned, Blatter yes. denies any wrongdoing, of course, and his lawyer said that he has, or he had, not been notified of any action. Of course not. Yeah, I always feel like anything
4: that happens, he's always like, "Oh, what?" what well, I talk. And here's about? the crazy thing, Dubaxter, On top of all of this, so FIFA or uh, Sepp resigned from FIFA. Said he's going to resign. Then it became that he's going to stay until February to the new, to, until the new president is elected. Well, two things came out recently. That is that if all the candidates withdraw yes. from their presidential bids, Someone's then, the, be then president. the current president stays president. Come on. <laughs> or I the, will run. Even worse than this, only one person has to stand up during the actual election. And say, I think this election should be canceled. They have to make, there doesn't have to be a second motion. They vote right on the spot. So, what you, is it? Okay. It, it, you have all these African countries behind Sepp Blatter. They want him to be president. You have uh, Oshiano who wants Sep to be president. All these guys have to do is vote and say, yeah, no, we, we agree this election should be canceled. Sepp Blatter remains president. I don't know what's harder to get a positive vote
3: for the FIFA, whatever they are, FIFA meetings or Congress. Like, I mean, come on. Right. It's hard. I right. feel like it's easier to pass a bill in, through Congress than it is to take out set bladder for Right.
4: Well, absolutely. It's, it's all messed up. All the terms are messed up because these uh, confederations vote in blocks. Mm. And well, you've got, a, you know, 53 countries in Africa. You've got the Caribbean has 35 of their own tiny countries. And that's part of the thing that people keep talking about is there's got to be a way to adjust how votes count. You know, A country that only has 100,000 people in it, their vote shouldn't equal a country that has 315 million people in it. And I've got mixed feelings about that, but there is something interesting about how these small nations who really don't play that much of a part in world football um, end up being ones that have so much power in world football. Hmm. Yeah,
3: when it comes to all this, the politics of world football, it's like, come on, can't we just play the beautiful game and just... Everybody get along. Why can't we be friends, Simon? No, instead we're going to have
4: World Cups in uh, a very racist country called Russia and uh, one that's very uh, much into slavery, and that's Qatar.
3: (sighs) Nothing like a good old-fashioned slavery racist World Cup. Really gets the blood going. All right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, Chris Blakely of Vaville USA will be with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I am Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon. It's been a few weeks since we've spoken to our good friend, Chris Blakely, of Vavil USA. But he is back, and better than ever, and he comes bearing, for him, possibly bad news because his beloved Seattle Reign did not win the NWSL Championship. However, FC Kansas City, Kansas City FC, which one is it, Chris? I never know which way it is.
1: It is uh, FC Kansas City. FC
3: Kansas City. I always forget where the F and the C go, and I know a Kansas City's in there somewhere, but okay. Anyway, so Chris, uh, good evening, sir. How are you? Welcome to the show.
1: I'm doing well. Just heading home from work. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're living the dream. Living the dream. Talking about
3: <laughs> soccer and having a great time doing it. So uh, the NWSL final was a few days ago, but we wanted to get a more in-depth look at it and really get a and a better perspective about what exactly all transpired, because let's be honest, if you are a Seattle fan or a Seattle player, you're probably pretty frustrated because this is the second championship you've lost in a row.
1: Oh, most definitely. It, uh, I, I would think that this one's probably a little bit more heartbreaking for them. I know at least for the fans, it felt that way, myself included, especially, uh, this year, I've really gotten to know the, the ladies that make up, uh, you know, the rain and they're, uh, I, it it showed you one of those two teams are the best two defensive teams in the league. I mean, that was a that was a battle of the midfield all night and honestly, if it wasn't for uh, at least in my opinion uh, on that header that uh, Rodriguez got, uh if if Hope doesn't slip trying to cut back to her right, she may have made that save. Mm. But uh, it, it's definitely, you know, uh heartbreaking and uh I know Laura Harvey, you know, head coach Laura Harvey was uh, definitely took this game a lot more seriously than she did last year. She had mentioned that last year she was happy with winning the NWSL Shield, and then when they lost at home last year, two to one to Kansas City, it was probably the most disappointing loss of her career. Um,
3: That's rightfully so, so, too. Yeah, I mean,
1: anytime. Oh, for sure. When you
3: have the best record of the regular season, and I think Simon can attest to this too. I mean, if you have the best regular season record, you have to feel fairly confident going forward, and then not winning a championship, I feel is. A bigger letdown than if you were to not have won the shield. I mean, the shield's great and all, but you're there to win a, a league championship, not a best record. It's, I think that's just another trophy to throw in the trophy case. It's not not a big
4: deal, honestly. At least in this country, right? In this country, yeah. it is. Yes,
3: obviously because yeah, we have no, playoffs, no, sure. which is different.
4: Right, right. Well, you know, you got to give credit too to Nicole Barnhart. She wasn't very active, but I know she made three saves. And in the uh, last twenty minutes of that game, right. Seattle sure was going for it. You know. And uh, unfortunate that you guys couldn't – well, not you personally, Chris, of course. Yeah, you, had, you gave it your best out there, Chris. <laughs> we really – you know, good luck. Good but afternoon. it was unfortunate <laughs> because it's obvious both teams really came to play. And if there's one thing to say, you know, it, it was great to see a women's final happen in, in front of uh, just over 13,000 people. Yeah. You know, so that the crowd was there for the women. It, it felt like a championship mel- match. And it's unfortunate when uh, the team you're playing happens to be the team you also lost to last year. And I think that that really, and I'm, really, I'm not saying this to upset you, Chris, I promise <laughs> you, know, uh, it just happens to be Seattle we're talking about, but that really rubs some extra salt in the wound when it's the team that you're hoping to get revenge at. And you, it does, and you yeah. Can't.
3: Well, one thing I found interesting is that there was only
4: one yellow card
3: that took place in this game. Only one yellow card. It was in the 76th minute to Becky Sauerburn. It was a caution. Um, you don't hear that very often in a in a final in a soccer final. I mean, yes, I know it was a women's game, and some people can make the argument. Well, the women's game is maybe not as physical. Well,
4: you've never watched a women's game, or maybe they, just, they play the game more purely. How about yeah, that?
3: That's what I've seen. If you watch a lot of the women's World Cup, those women, there wasn't a lot of fouls committed because those ladies are so technical and so fluid with their passing. And well, they're not diving all the time. Oh, we, we all that's hate how that. you play soccer. I thought that was part of the game. <laughs>
1: But, you know, I have to agree with you. You know, uh, the first time I actually sat down and I was able to watch them play live, I was actually really surprised of how physical the the, the ladies really are. Um, they're...
4: Nope, we're losing you a little bit there, Chris. Oh.
1: Uh-oh.
4: That sounded like a... Uh... Uh-oh.
3: Chris! Oh, we lost Chris. Shoot. I'll try to get him back. Anyway, um... Yeah, so uh, this this game has got to be difficult if you are a, uh, if you are a, you know who you are. If you're a Seattle fan, it's got to be difficult because you want to finally win that championship because you're highly regarded around the league as one of the best.
4: Yeah, you know, the one thing I will say, Baxter, going back to that Supporter Shield talk too, though, is it really does mean something in the NWSL because from what I understand, they do play a balanced schedule. Oh, we got you back, Chris?
3: Chris, we got you back. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me
4: again. You you oh, Hello. oh, fun, fun times here are two up front. It's soccer. raining too
3: hard in Seattle, Chris, and we, eh, lost, we him lost him. Them. Shoot. Well, we'll have to see if we can get him back. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him or not. But yeah.
4: Um. Sorry. What were you saying now, Simon? I... What was it? Oh, that that the supporter shield. You know that it does. It means something more in NWSL than it does in MLS. MLS doesn't play a balanced schedule, which, for how long the season goes on into December with. Uh, with the championship match, they I still think they could end up playing a more of a balanced schedule no matter that they've got soon 24 teams in there. Nevertheless, so a supporter shield does mean a heck of a lot more in NWSL as it does in any league where, where it's a balanced schedule. That means everybody's playing each other the same amount of games. For me, MLS has to have playoffs because they don't have a balanced schedule. If you mm-hmm. don't have a balanced schedule, you don't know who the true... Best team is unless you have playoffs and a and a championship match. And playoffs is such an American thing. Yeah, I would love. Well, I'm so love bad about it?
3: Nothing at all. I love it. I would love an EPL playoff
4: personally. Well, you know that's the thing is is people say, hey, they don't have playoffs in England. Well, you do have Champions League. So which there, they do is have You've got you've got the FA Cup. It's a playoff. Yeah. You got the League Cup, which is uh, playoffs. Ah, so right. <laughs> I sense the a playoffs a exist just a little bit differently outside the norm.
3: Oh, you know. No. Chris, we got you back finally. Oh, come on. Thought Here we heard... Chris. We got you. Oh, we heard him for a oh second. Oh my gosh, this is terrible, Chris. Blink once, Chris, if you can hear us. Can you hear? Oh my gosh, there's a little. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so it, yeah, and we hear the the battle. Um, Back and forth about with playoffs and whether or not, you know, and well, the NWSL, they've only got Can nine hear me teams. Now? Can we hear you? Can you hear us? Maybe? Hello? Hello, Chris, please. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know if it's Chris or if it's our, if it's the, if it's the cord. It's the setup, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be the cord. unfortunately. Shoot, well, I hate to do it, but we're not going to just sit here and futz all night with Chris, so I, I can't. I'm sorry, Chris. I have to cut you go.
4: I have to cut you go. It's got a new it. a new yes. way to cut say cut you it. go. Cut Instead you let off. Go, let you go. I got it. I mount got it. it together. I do that all the time as a dad. You know, try to say something to my <laughs> girls, and I've got one thought in my head, and different word coming out, and then that, that's how you make up words. That's how language yeah. came to be, isn't it? Cut you go. <laughs> that's a orange. I don't know where we're going. It's another gumball moment for us. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That well, was I'll tell a you what. While we're trying to get back on our feet, I am. Uh, I'm streaming. Montreal, New York Red Bulls live here. It's in the 86th minute. This will affect our power rankings, by the way. And it's 2-1 uh, to one Red Bulls right now. Really? Yeah. Montreal finally got a point out of it. They did. They did. So we got, uh, like I said, 86th minute, just about the 87th minute. Wow. So keeping an eye on that one as we get to one of our final segments where we'll have our power rankings for you. Okay. Yeah, we're
3: definitely going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show. Well, um, we, we missed it in the first segment, but maybe we can... Do we want to try to 50-50? Sure, we'll do a
4: 50-50 going back Premier League here, Premier League talk. You want me to set it up? Please, so I can find the appropriate – find the the things and stuff here. So Bob Bradley, it was rumored that he was being considered for uh, Sunderland, the the manager position at Sunderland, Dick Advocate, had left the club after not winning any of the eight games of the Premier League season. Uh, He decided to step down. And there were rumors that Bob Bradley may be one of the managers to be looked at. But since it's the Premier League, they still don't trust any type of American manager. Even though Bob Bradley has taken a very financially strapped club in Staabach in Norway and has taken them last year, keeping them up in the league, which is what the fans couldn't believe he did. Now he's got them in second place and eight points off of the league leaders. So it's incredible what he's done there.
3: I'll be honest; every time you say Staubach, I think of Roger Staubach, the old uh, Dallas oh, Cowboys quarterback. Yeah, sure, I don't know if I'm the sure. I'm the only guy or not, but you say Staubach, I'm like, what about Roger? What did he yeah, do? I don't
4: think of him, but yes, of course, I've I've heard the name at yeah, least. Yes, okay. Yeah. So set us
3: up, set it up for us. Here. So here we, we go. What, what so we debating we're today?
4: debating whether a move to Sunderland would have been a good move for Bob Bradley. Um, and this is our 50-50 segment. Again, our 50-50 segment works like this. We each take 45 seconds to talk about our position on whatever topic it is. And it can be anything from, do we think Sepp Blatter is a great president for FIFA? Totally hypothetical ha. there. <laughs> or Sounds if, like uh, my I Believe segments now. <laughs> there you go. Or we could debate Supporter Shield, whether that is really a, a true trophy or not in the NWSL or, or MLS. Ooh, but this week we're talking about... Not. Would it be a good thing for Bob Bradley to head over to Sunderland to finally break into the Premier League? All right. Would you like to go first? I'd love to go first. 45
3: seconds on the clock, Simon. On your mark,
4: get set, go. All right. So I'm going to go with yes. It sounds like it would be a total lose-lose situation for Bob Bradley because you're going to a club that more than likely is going to be relegated. I called it at the beginning of the season. I said, I think Sutherland's going to be last in the Premier League. They're, they're going to go down. Who knows if they can even win a game, um, and they haven't yet. But I think we've seen Bob Bradley take an Egyptian team that was in disarray, almost made it to the World Cup. We've seen him take uh, teams in MLS and done really well with them, Metro Stars notwithstanding. Mm. We saw him take the U.S. men's team, win their group at the World Cup, topping England, and then yeah, you know, they, they, <laughs> they dropped a bomb against uh, Ghana. But... He's a man that knows how to take a club. He thrives being at a club and bringing that team to the top. I'd love to see him do that at Sunderland. All right. Well,
3: let's see what I can pull out of the air on this I'm, one. You're going to have to time yourself I'm, since going I'm to. streaming
4: the game on my. Own. I understand. <laughs> Priority, Simon. I get it.
3: All right. Well, I guess I'm, I'm ready. You can count me down if you
4: like Yeah, that. well, you can be like a FIFA guy, too, and just give yourself extra seconds, too. I if probably you will. Like, yeah, okay. I'll
3: be like, I didn't see my watch. Didn't get the buzz. Didn't get the buzz. All right, I'm ready. If ready, three, ready. Right. two, one, kickoff. Well, I'll be honest. I don't think Bob Riley deserves a place in the Premier League. He what? Has had, he has had – oh, come on. He has had uh, plenty of success outside of England. I feel that if he were to come to England, it would cause a bit of a row, and going to Sunderland just doesn't make – just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense, sure, there's American player ties to the club, but it just no just just no, absolutely not. I think it's a terrible idea. He needs to stay where he is. he's had a he's <laughs> built a club up from being in the relegation zone to now being second in the league. That's where they belong. that's where he belongs. That is just no stay, Bob, stay away from the Premier League. He is not posh enough to be in the Premier League, okay, that is how I absolutely feel about it. He does not. He does not drink. How his How many tea seconds? You We're on the- done. Forty-five. <laughs> there it is. Okay, I pulled it out of so, the air. So
4: you're saying he shouldn't go to the Premier League because he's not posh yes. enough? Yes, yes. <laughs> he's not posh enough. He doesn't drink Cause, tea cause, like Wenger or Mourinho. Uh, <laughs> Dick Advocate was posh. I mean, he's got a cool name. He doesn't have a cool name to be a Premier you, League. You manager. can't deny that. Just about every club and team he's gone to, he has surprised the heck out of people with how yes. well they do.
3: But. In the Premier League, he's going up against so much more, though. Where is he right now? Okay,
4: you say that. He's at Starbucks in Norway. Yeah. Right? Nobody
3: cares about Norway
4: soccer Who cares cares if anybody Cares he's doing great With a team With a team that Shouldn't be where they are But in
3: the Premier League Though that's totally different You don't have Major giants in Norway Like you have Major giants in England
4: Okay so how does Somebody get to the Premier League eventually You have to have The right Are you going to Are you going to Hire somebody that Isn't doing well At another club No but I
3: wouldn't Hire a coach from Norway to coach In the Premier League I would coach I would hire a guy From Italy or Germany Or France that I know Is well established In a well established league But that's like saying that though i mean those leagues are on par with the premier league yes but they are not completely on par i, mean, I would I, take i it, I'll take the premier league over french over the bundesliga or la ligue Un or serie a
4: venger came from france when it was yes. not a good league yes. and look what he's done with arsenal well that was the olden days ferguson though. came from the scottish premier league when well it's still nothing he's got a sir in his name <laughs> so he's cool okay that's why that hired. was before he was sir
3: you knew he yeah. was gonna be a sir, okay? I don't know.
4: You, are, Baxter, you are you are just uh, anti-American when it comes. Just like the rest of the Premier League is I when it comes to Are You calling me coaches. not an American? No, you're I an am American, offended. but you're anti-American. Oh come! When down. it comes to
3: soccer, I mean, Landon Donovan for U.S. Men's <laughs> National Team coach. That's what I'm gonna start that <laughs> rumor. <laughs> Good luck. We're gonna go to a break. When we <laughs> yes, come back, Corey be with us to talk about USA versus Mexico. Will it be another Dos a zero finale at the Coliseum on Saturday night, or will Mexico somehow put together a starting eleven that actually is not completely injured to upset the United
4: States? Oh, it's it's not about. It's about how the refs
3: gonna be. That's a very good point. We'll be right back. This is two up front. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Two Upfront, presented by Sports Radio America. I am Baxter Colburn. And this is an upset Bob Bradley. You're over it, Bob. You're not posh enough. Go drink some tea and talk about things in Norway. Okay. Oh, of,
4: en- NWS Shield doesn't stay with the team. It goes back to the league offices in Chicago. Thanks, what is, Chris. What is it, the Stanley Cup? <laughs>
3: Does every player get a day with it? What the heck is this? Come on.
4: You're fired up. I I am. No, Bob you know, Bradley. You know what
3: it is. You're trying to be posh tonight. I am. I'm not. I'm trying to compensate for the lack of poshness that Bradley does not have. That's, what is, that's what's got me going. I don't know. Anyway, okay. well, anyway. Simon, we have a unique experience tonight because traditionally when uh, you are not here, we bring in Corey Plath and Corey Plath spews random banter about the soccer world. Um, well, then why do you even hand it off? I'm sorry, the thing, Chris Blakely is saying things on Periscope and educating us about the Supporter Shield, about NWSL. They're saying that after the ceremony, they present it and then they take it back right away. Yeah. So all it is is just a little like, it's a, it's a word on a sheet. There's no trophy.
4: Well, it's keep it. an accomplishment, though. You
3: don't keep it. Well, do you walk into be proud. the? Do you walk into a team's trophy room and just see pieces of paper of you yeah. like that's <laughs> our trophy from the Supporter Shield in 2010? That's our Supporter Shield in 2014. All right, we
4: got to rein this guy back into.
3: That. I don't know what's going on, Ooh, honestly.
4: I made a pun. I didn't even know it. Ah, uh, Seattle, random
3: back in. Anyway, well, Corey Plath is here with us tonight in the studio. Hello, Corey. It's Corey Simon, Simon Corey Baxter. Hi. How are we doing?
0: Oh, it's doing wonderful. It's doing
3: wonderful. Yeah, you're well, doing wonderful? I'm making
0: up words too. Yeah. Good. Good. That's I'm the theme the club. of the
3: show. Yeah. You'll you'll catch along. You'll catch. Yeah. You'll catch along. You'll, you'll get along just fine, Corey. If you I'm start getting up late. things. It is. It's way too late. It's past my bedtime. Anyway, welcome Corey. We're glad to have you part of the show tonight. We have you here as we are going to be speaking on the CONCACAF Cup. USA versus Mexico. Saturday night, prime time, on Fox Soccer thirty seven. No, I think it's gonna be on Fox Soccer one, right? Oh, Fox no. Sports One. Fox Sports One. Fox Sports One probably.
4: They should have it on Fox. They really should. They really should. I mean it's it's the cool thing is they're actually gonna be playing it in movie theaters. I heard that. Uh, that's uh I'm going to look this up while Please. you guys it's, talk for a little Fox
0: bit. It's Fox Sports One, Univision, and okay. UDN. Whatever UDN is.
4: Unimas, I believe, isn't I it? So. Or is UDN in Canada? No, it's. Oh man. Please, the Canadians don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be really honest about this one.
3: All right. Well, a fun fact ahead of uh, this game on Saturday: the Rose Bowl is sold out. Yes. Completely sold out. Now, what is? Why is this game so important, Corey? Can you can you can you explain why? Like yeah, I get it. The winner goes to Russia and gets to play in the Confederations Cup. But why does everybody care so much more about this game outside of the winner going? It almost doesn't matter like where the what the end result is. I feel like there's so many other storylines swirling around this game that people forget that the winner goes and plays in a tournament in Russia over the year before the World Cup that no one cares about.
0: Yeah, it's um and and I read an article today about Jurgen uh, Klinsmann not realizing how big of a deal that USA versus Mexico is. Um, there's just so much pride behind it, whether or not it's it's oh, I guess a border battle you could say. Um, That's true. But just build a wall. there's well, just
4: it, it is one of the fiercest rivalries in in world football,
0: in international
4: you know, soccer. It yeah. really is. Not saying it's the the level of play is there, right. but huh. it is one of the fiercest rivalries in the world of football.
0: Yeah, and so whenever you you watch a USA versus Mexico match, you're automatically glued for the whole match. It's not it's not something that you um take lightly or you turn away because, you know, it's 0-0 at the 90th minute. So what type of a deal? I mean, sometimes you get those soccer matches and it's like, oh well, you know, I guess you don't really pay attention. But with USA versus Mexico, so there's something that's always bound to happen, whether or not it's, you know, last time at the USA and Mexico played. It was a 2-0 win. Doce As it's zero. been
4: many, many times. Pronounced hey, can I, l- let me jump in here real quick. It's interesting because I've been seeing on a lot of websites the last 2-0 win. A lot of people coming out and saying, guys, it's one game. What's the big deal with Dose 0 that goes all, uh, I just want to inform people. That goes all the way back to 1993 in the old U.S. Cup tournament, mm-hmm. which is – the U.S. invited three teams over. That was one of the ways they tried to get better at the game, and they surprisingly beat Mexico 2-0 in that game. Then, of course, the World Cup qualifier in Columbus for the two thousand and two World Cup. That was really the first one that people remember. That was the uh, La Frio, the freezing, the freezing game. Yep. And again, there uh, it was. Josh Wolf and uh, I can't remember the other player. Anyways, that was that was the probably the most historic 2-0 game. Well, not the most historic. That's what started all. The most historic one was, of course, at the 2002 World Cup where the U.S. beat Mexico in the round of 16, 2-0. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of history to the doce zero, and there's even people saying that in the last uh, game against Mexico for the World Cup qualifier where Clint Dempsey could have made it 3-0 that he purposefully missed that PK to keep it at dose Zero. I don't know if a player could actually ever do that on Come purpose. On. But it's just, just, to, just to throw
0: just, that out there. It is Clint Dempsey, though. It is Clint Dempsey. I mean, we saw, we, we saw what happened with Seattle and LA Galaxy, how many chances he had right in front of that and just completely biffed it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, I'm going to ask this to you, Simon, because Corey and I share this displeasure. <laughs> when you have one game as a team, mm-hmm. why do you need three goalies?
4: It's a requirement. Really? It's a requirement. Each Why? Team. I don't. That's that's the rules. That's that's those are FIFA rules. You have to have three goalkeepers on your roster. So, so there's your, there's
0: your simple answer for you. So you're going to use two substitutions on a keeper? Yep. That's just right. Two
4: I agree. Out of your hey, three. I agree just, with you guys. It's it's asinine, but you should have
3: two. I think it should be Tim Harden, and Brad Guzan. Nick you love you, bro. Go home. Let's bring in another player and. You
4: know, well here's oh way. here's I, I, that doesn't bug me as much as seeing Wondolowski on the roster. Oh again. yeah, bring well in, let's let's, bring pick, in, let's let's pick apart this roster. Quickly bring in then. Bobby Wood. Yeah, he's, he's tearing it up in Bundesliga two, however you say that in German. He's tearing it up. I mean, he is. He's played every minute of every game just about. He's I believe has uh, five or six or seven goals on the. Anyways, he's matched his career best total on goals in just ten games into Jeez. the season. Hey, I mean, he's he's. He's doing fantastic. And why Klinsman wouldn't bring him over and instead goes with old man Wondolowski just blows my mind, especially – here we go again, right? Here goes Simon off on Klinsman. But especially when the arguments you use about Landon Donovan saying that there's players better than him. Um, that he's a step behind. You can't tell me that Wandelowski is a step ahead right now of Bobby Wood. No. Or even for that matter, Jordan, Jordan Morris, who I know is on the Olympic, team, uh, Olympic qualifying team right now. But there are players better than Wandelowski. I'll take Nick Raimondo on the field right now.
3: He's got good technical skills. He does. He does. He does. I've he does. seen him handle the ball well. All right, well, let's look at this team. So our three goalies are Tim Howard, Brad Guzan, and Nick Raimondo. Uh Looking at the defense, this is us. What is this sorted by alphabetically? Oh, this is going to be a chore. Uh, they've got DeAndre Yedlin, Brad Evans, DeMarcus Beasley, Matt Beasler, Tim Ream, and Fabian Johnson if they decide to play him there, Jonathan Spector if they decide to play him there, Simon's favorite player, Venturo Alvarado, <laughs> Jermaine Jones if they put him at center back. Hopefully they don't. And Jeff Cameron. Uh, defense. Midfielders, we've already mentioned some of them because they're back and forth. Danny Williams, Alejandro Bedoya, Graham Zusi. Fabian Johnson, kind of. Uh, Michael Orzoko, Zardis, Jassy Zardis, depending on if they play him out wide or not. Mm-hmm. Michael Bradley, and Jermaine Jones, depending on where they play him. And then your forwards are uh, Zardis, possibly Clint Dempsey, Wondolowski, and Outstore. I don't think I missed anybody.
0: I see. And uh, Kyle Beckerman. Oh yeah, Kyle Beckerman. So Beckerman
4: will start because Klinsman loves Beckerman. Of course, so he'll start. And so will Wando. No. Yeah. He won't. No, it'll he, be, it'll,
3: he be, Altid- it'll be Altidore, Dempsey, Altidore, Dempsey, Zardes for some sort of a front three in some way, shape, or you form. You think
4: it'll be a front three? I think it'll. I think he'll do. It'll be a, uh, one, I, like a one, yeah, one, like a one-one. I think a, it'll exactly. be Altidore Withdrawn top,
3: forward, and then um, Dempsey, is a, Dempsey is a withdrawn, and then he'll yep. probably throw Zardes out wide right, mm-hmm.
4: out wide left to either Fabian Johnson or Yedlin. I think Fabian Johnson's hurt though. Is he? I He's on the roster. roster. He's on the roster, but I thought he got hurt. I'll look it up. I didn't hear
3: that, but uh,
0: I thought Zardes would go on the left and then Yedlin on the right.
3: Potentially, yeah. I mean, well, Zardes has, got, Zardes has had great success on the outside mid positions for the Galaxy and for, the, for USA as a whole. Do they play with Bradley and Jones in the middle, like we saw at the World Cup?
4: It all depends on if he could, you know. This is the thing about a Klinsman roster. You never know, really, and I'm not saying this to be petulant.
2: Ooh. Big nice word. word. Thank you. I'm, not, I'm, word? I'm really
4: not saying this to be petulant, but you never know where Klinsman's really going to play people. Yeah. You know he'll play Altidore up top. That one's a given. You know he'll play Dempsey probably in that withdrawn forward. But the rest of the roster, you never know which players he's going to actually play in their positions or which one he's going to play out of
0: position. Throw Bedoya at defensive mid. I mean – I mean, well, that worked well. Just... I mean, <sighs> you you saw how how he got torn apart, and then goes back to your point of playing people in positions that they're not comfortable with.
3: Yeah, and I was listening. I keep referencing this, but I love listening to it because I'm going to abuse it until I don't have it anymore. My Sirius XM uh, radio in my new car. Um, listening to Sirius XM FC, the announcer today, Eric Rinalda was. I was oh. listening to his show on the way home. And um, I, I love how his show is entitled "WTF," which I think is great. Um, but <laughs> what is it called? World Total Football? Is that probably, gets away with I it? I think so. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is, but he made the point. He's like, "Can somebody honestly tell me who the back four is going to be for this game? Can anybody put any sort of money on it? Can you do any anything and guarantee me who the starting four was?" He's like, "Back when I played, he's like, everybody knew who the
4: back four was. It was Alexi Lalas, Marcelo Belboa." Uh, Paul Calagiri, and I'm trying to think of the fourth guy. I'm just showing my age, you guys. I know. No, it's I, fine. But he's like, <laughs> you
3: can't you can't do that. You can't do that with the No, US. you
4: can't. You can't. Well, you can't do it with Klinsman. No,
3: no. you can't. And we, even when, when Bradley was the manager, you could kind of. You, you had a pretty good idea who oh, your yeah. we back yeah. four was. Yeah. But with Klinsman, it's every other game, and that is such a problem. And I know this is turning into rag on Klinsman, but that is a good segue, though, into the comments that Landon Donovan made about Klinsman. For those of you that don't know, Landon Donovan came out, uh, I think it was a day or so ago, mm-hmm. and mentioned... He was asked a question. He didn't just come he out was. and say this. He was he asked, was asked question. a question, which I thought was very shrewd, so well done to that reporter that framed the question in a way, basically saying that should Jürgen Klinsmann be held to the same standard of what his players are, or should be held at? Because in world football, if a player is not performing well, he's not scoring goals, not doing assists, making saves, whatever, you see him drop from the team. And likewise, any other country that would have gone through basically a carbon copy of what the U.S. has gone through the last year, you would see that national team manager fired. right? And he said, Jürgen Klinsmann preaches that to his players that if they don't play well, they won't start, etc. He's like, why isn't Jürgen Klinsmann held to the same standard? He, he lost in the Gold Cup in the semifinals to Jamaica. He had his team get absolutely manhandled by Brazil in the last mm-hmm. friendly that they played. He's like, why is
4: why is he not in the hot seat? And this coming off of Klinsman saying what we need to build is chemistry. I'm so tired of hearing him it's say fitness, that, Simon. It's fitness. He, well, fitness, but he also talks about chemistry. I'm so tired of him saying this when he himself doesn't ever put the there. I I think I was reading this that there has he has never put the same line out in any two games. I can't English tonight, but to the best <laughs> of this. You know what I'm saying? From one game to the next, there has never been a consistent lineup, yeah. ever.
0: Yeah, and I wanted I want to see the same lineup or a similar lineup to what happened with Germany and and uh, Holland, and mm-hmm. how
4: we beat Germany and, and Holland yes. a, in the summer. But and you can't. We don't have Bobby Wood. Well, or Jordan Morris.
0: Yeah, what I mean, what happened to that winning formula that you know we won those two games in which no one even put a peg close to because us because in games those.
3: like that. We realize that the U.S. doesn't care. It's like, well, we already know that we're probably going to get blown out of the water, so let's just go after it. But here's the thing: let's just go right. for it and all see what happens.
4: The, all the Klinsman fanboys out there that keep saying it's it's the player pool, it's not Klinsman, it's not Klinsman. He's he he only, he can only do with what he has. He doesn't play players in position. Oh, and by the way, also with those Klinsman fanboys, it annoys the heck out of me that all of a sudden those friendly games are important. You know, yeah. if it was Bruce Arena winning in Europe, it was always well, it's a friendly. Yeah. But now that Klinsman does, oh, hey. You know, you because it's a household name, that's Reagan right. Klinsmann. Well, Bruce, exactly. not, not to
3: take anything away, t- thing away from Bruce, Bruce is in a distinguished legend in the player aspect of world football.
4: Right. And here, here's the thing that I always go back to, is you can't tell me that the player pool was 20 times better in 2002 than it is now. Bruce Arena is the only U.S. manager that has taken the team to the quarterfinals in the World Cup in modern history.
2: Hmm.
4: How yeah. is it that we're this many years out, and Klinsman is claiming our players don't know fitness. That's what Americans have always been known for—is their fitness. Yeah, that's the one thing. And and how can you sit there and and tell me that your player pool isn't is worse than it was in 2002? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't either. I'm not buying what they're trying to sell.
3: Honestly. Ah. Uh, so so Corey, what? other things need to be looked at at this game coming forward. Is there a specific player that needs to show up? What 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 else is there to this
0: game? If I had to come up with three keys to the game, I think number 1 is the midfield needs to maintain possession of the ball. Um they they need to control it so that they don't have counterattacks coming against them against Me- Mexico is famous for their counterattacks to use it all game long against Argentina. And that's how they were able to come away with what are they, what was it a 2-2 draw? Yeah. And so that's, because
3: Messi scored a weird random Messi goal at the end,
0: <laughs> yeah. So they they're famous for their counterattacks. We need to shut that down. And so therefore, you need to maintain possession and not give it away on bad passes or whatever the case is. The second thing is um, there was an there was an article that came out shortly ago about how um, Josie Altador even admitted that himself the last two years have been some of the worst of his life on personal level, you know, soccer level, yes, etc. It's time to put your big boy pants on and go play soccer. Go play the way that you can play um, at at the level that you should be playing. It, it's, it's important that you control that top position because I think it's unanimous, I think, here that Josie Altar is going to start. And you need to make sure that you are controlling that ball and be that big physical presence that we all know you can be. Because mm-hmm. we've seen it in the past, we just haven't seen it recently. And so he needs to control that ball, make sure that they have that deep threat available. And even if it's just to control the ball and pass it out to, um, I don't know, running Dempsey, you know, just for a little quick tap in, you know, just something to be able to control the ball. And then finally, I think our defense needs to be on point better than what we've seen in the past.
3: Yeah, no, I'd agree with you on that one. It's going to this game is going to be won and lost based off of who those four guys are that come out. Now, I found an interesting article here from NBC Sports. They uh one of the writers that um that writes for them, uh Joe Prince Wright, uh, he submitted three different possible starting lineups. He had his choice lineup of who he would start if he was the manager, a mix and match starting eleven and then the best stopping Mexico. So I'll run through these briefly and I just want you to pay attention to number one who the back four is. So and his choice if he were the manager, he has Fabian Johnson, Jeff Cameron, Matt Beasler, and Tim Reim on his back mm. four, going across from left to right if you're looking at it. So the goal is here, bum bum, 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 bum looking at it that way. Um for his mix and match, he's got Cameron, Beasler, Ream, Beasley on his back Beasley. four. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then his whole hellbent stopping the defen or stopping Mexico, he's got Fabian Johnson, Matt Beasler, Tim Ream, DeMarcus Beasley. With Jeff Cameron in front of them. On like the old fashioned stopper roll? Basically. Yeah. Okay. So he's got a back four with what you would call maybe he's got a four one four one. Okay, so what I got what, you're saying. Got. got what you're saying. So, I mean, his his midfield doesn't change up too much, but his back four, and he actually has one, um, he actually has Guzan and his own personal pick starting, but he's got Howard starting in the other two lineups.
4: Yeah, I'll be surprised. I almost think that Brazil game, logically, I could see Klinsman using that as a reason to start Tim Howard. Yeah, I could too. But I just used Klinsman and logic in the same sentence. So there, That's there's that. where your mistake that. happens, yeah. Um, what concerns me really is when Klinsman came out and said some of the players are on the roster because base, basically said this is going to be their last hurrah and I want to send them out in a great game. Once Mind again, Corey, it goes back to your point about he just doesn't get the importance of this. Yeah, you know, it's, This is not a friendly match. It's not a friendly. Um, look, I, I don't care what you say about player pool or whatever. Bob Bradley got fired supposedly for losing to Mexico in a Gold Cup final. We didn't even make it to the final. We yeah. didn't even take third place. The US took fourth place.
0: It's frustrating. It Precedence really is. is set. I mean, you have multiple situations in which there appears to be a double standard as far as USA coaches. Exactly. And it's it, it, you just yeah. the where is that single standard line of say, okay, you don't make it to the Gold Cup final even and you don't show up to the Gold Cup final and do a good game? Yeah. You know,
3: Where's the line? Yeah. Where do you say, "All right, enough is enough"? What does it have to take for Jurgen Klinsmann to finally hit that point where he just doesn't,
4: where he's not desired anymore? And I don't think Donovan's coming out and being bitter. I mean, sure, I, I'm sure he's still bitter about 14. I'm sure Who a wouldn't bit, be? Yeah. But, but I thought what what he had to say is is absolutely true. You had said it, Baxter, that if you're going to hold players to this standard, then you got to hold yourself to those standards. Yep. And quite frankly, if they don't win, I don't even think he needs to be fired. I think he needs to be the man that says, "You know what? I'm not the right I'm guy done." For it. But will He's he do that to? though? He he won't. He won't. He has and, too much and, pride and just, to do that. Just to clarify, I think he'd be a fantastic technical director. I love what that he has multiple to say. Times. Yeah, I love what he has to say about you know. I'd love him to be in control of the youth all the way up. Yeah. Through you know until we get to the senior team, but then you have a manager that doesn't use every single game as an experiment, and that's really what frustrates me more than anything. I feel like every game we play. Is an experiment. We Mm -hmm. were. He Clinsman had told us that after the World Cup, he's going to bring us some new guys, but then they're going to find uh, a roster to go with. That still hasn't happened.
3: I mean, are going with a roster to go with? I guess is Clint Dempsey, Josie Altidore, and Michael Bradley. Those are the only three names that are always recurring. And
4: and Jermaine Jones too,
2: of course. Yes, and Jermaine Jones. But aside
3: from that, I mean, Tim Howard when he's back. But still, it's like. Jazzy
0: Zardes has now emerged as someone.
2: Yeah,
3: and I'm so yeah. thankful for that because I was on
4: this artist train well before it was ever a train to get on. You know who I'd love to see, though, in this is Benny Failhaber. I'd yeah. Still, I mean, he, he. if you're talking about players that have a history with Mexico, he had the most stunning goal ever for the U.S. team in that 2007 yeah. Gold yeah. Cup final, 35 yeah. yards out, just cracks it all the way up into the upper 90, wins the Gold Cup that year. Um, and speaking of winning the Gold Cup, I know we had gotten a message yep. um, from one of our listeners about this This is ridiculous that this game is even happening. Mexico won the Gold Cup. They should be the ones going to the Confederations Cup. If, if you're listening to our show tonight, I want to explain to you that we're unique in that we have our continental championship two times oh, special, within a World right. Cup cycle. And the reason for that is it originally started because we realized that in order to bring soccer into the entire region to another level, our our minnows needed to play more games. Mm -hmm. So the way to do that is to have the Gold Cup twice. But then what they realized once the Confederations Cup started, they started to realize that, whoa, this is unfair. We have one team winning the Gold Cup in 2013, the U.S., and then Mexico winning it this year. So how do we handle that? Well, we'll have them play each other. To me, that's the only fair way to do this. Uh, Otherwise, you have a useless Gold Cup. And I'll be honest,
3: I was a little surprised when I found out about it. I was like, wait, what are they doing but now that I get a better thought around it, I think it makes... Sense. Because
4: otherwise, how do you determine which, I mean... Quite to, to, to say, well, this one, this team, does, this Gold Cup doesn't really count. You well, know? I
0: think the past Gold Cup didn't count because, well... <laughs> I there think, is that. I think, there is that. It, you know, you can draw similar situations to, I don't know, a game that happened in Seattle just, I don't know, a couple of days ago in which there was a certain group that won the game for bo- bo- uh, one team and lost it for another. I mean, it, the refs... Uh, you know as much as you don't like to say it they do play a, bit, uh, oh, they play a pivotal role, role to, yes. the, to the game well i will say this clinsman
4: is uh he is unbeaten against mexico he's not 6 and 0 baxter he is 3 and 3 so 6 on, but he did have that historic win at azteca um 101 mark in world cup qualifying so i'll tell you what as much as i beat up on clinsman and i don't care for his style I want the U.S. to win this game. I want to yeah. see them go into the Confederation. Cup. that's the thing, too. Cup. It's like,
3: at the end of the day, can we all just be like, go USA, you know, Klinsman, just don't F it up. Like, I think that's really what it kind of comes down to.
4: Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see them win this game, and I'd love to uh, be able to say, okay, well, good. Now we're going to the Confederations Cup. And but Now what happens if, this game, if, if they win? Okay. Does Klinsman, that make me a fan of Klinsman? No. No, I'm no. not
3: saying that, but I'm just saying what's next. Does everybody shut up? and say, oh, well, Klinsman's got it figured out. No I, for,
4: me, for me, it's my reaction would be, okay, he bought a little bit more time, but he hasn't mm-hmm. sold me. I mean, unless they go out and destroy Mexico 10 nothing, which we know is not going to happen. Um, yeah, hasn't no,
3: sold I, me. No, I agree. Okay, so I'm going to ask both of you this, then I kind of asked it, but I'm going to ask it officially, then. What needs to happen for Klinsman to get fired? Where U.S. Soccer says, you're
4: done. You want to know my honest answer? Please. New president. There needs to be another U.S. soccer president. The reason he's not being fired, it's not because of his results. It's not because Gulati really believes in Klinsman. It's because if they fire him, it costs them an extra $2.5 million a year. Oh, my gosh. It's all about the money. That's, I'm telling you, that's what it comes down to. Which is stupid. Just play the um, game. I don't know. I, not qualifying for the World Cup, yeah. that would get him fired. Yeah, I would agree with you on I that. Think How about if, you, Corey?
0: I think if the U.S. is shut out, I think if they don't even score a goal this, this next game, um, and it's a pretty decisive win on Mexico's part. I don't, I don't see there being a chance that he he stays because of the fact that he's lost so many in before this game. Uh, he didn't have a good uh, Gold Cup showing. I mean, you got so many things against him in a row. I think there's going to be such a riot if Klinsman doesn't have his team prepared on in time that you just can't keep him. Mm-hmm. You you really can't. Money or money inside. You you gotta go with someone that's gonna get your get your club the wins.
4: I think you nail it on the head, though. Corey is, um, I will say part of it. Klinsman seems to always be a bit condescending to the U.S. soccer fan, as if we just, just found this game yeah. out yesterday it's like, or what not is even soccer, hmm. right? So you know, for him to say, "Well, we have to educate people." I, hey, I get it that there there still needs to be some education of what good soccer is, but Absolutely. but this isn't 1988. You know, we get, to, we, we, watch, we get to watch the Premier League every week. We get to watch the Bundesliga every week. La Liga's been on TV for how long? You know, we, we get to see all of these leagues all the time. And I've been, I've been watching it now, you know, uh, since I was a kid. I mean, back in the old days with PBS when we get this week in German <laughs> soccer. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but playing the game. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating to hear how we just we don't know what the game is. Yeah. i'd agree i'd have to agree with you on that one all right well
3: Corey, thank you so much for stopping by man we appreciate it and uh you and simon got to be on the same team for once yeah. you know, instead yeah. of just yeah. subbing off so it's great to have you on the field with us for this time
0: well thanks for having me uh, anytime i love coming on yeah, yeah we thanks, appreciate Chris. it great we having appreciate you your insight
3: all right we're gonna go to a break we've got a lot more things to get to this is two up front presented by sports radio america Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I am Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Perlvan. Welcome back inside the studio as we continue to roll on with the show. We had a great opportunity to speak, kind of, sort of, with Chris Blakely earlier in the show. I feel so bad for him. It was just our connection was not having it, unfortunately. And then we just spoke with Corey Plath in the studio. In the studio, the man, the myth, the legend, Corey Plath. And it was great to have him. He was helping us fuel our uh, debate with the sports world about. Jürgen Klinsmann, the U.S. Men's National Team, and all the other shameless banter that goes <laughs> along with it. So now we're we're still staying with the United States, but we're going to a little bit younger. We're going to the yeah. U23s. You've got some interesting news, don't you, Simon? Well,
4: U.S. has done fabulous so far. You know, the last time they were out, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, they only took third place in their group, and uh, they ended up not qualifying Bill Hamid had an injury as a goalkeeper then and uh he decided to stay in the game. They ended up tying El Salvador three three that night, so they did not qualify even All to right. get in the semi. They didn't even have the opportunity because they didn't make it to the semifinals. Well, this year they are a perfect three wins out of three games. So they won their group. Right now we're looking at group B. This is a big game. Mexico and Honduras are playing. Whoever wins this game. Tops the group. Costa Rica and Haiti drew 1-1. Uh, interesting. Mexico's already up 1-0. Honduras, <laughs> red card in the second minute. Now, there's no description online of what Consistency actually. Consistency is great. But, <laughs> right. Um, so if, here's the cool thing. Canada made it to the semis. Yeah, Canada. So it looks like Canada will probably end up playing Mexico. Oh, U.S. will end Canada. up playing uh. Honduras. And this is how it works in U.S. qualify uh, Olympic qualifying. Whatever two teams make it to the final of the U23 CONCACAF championships end up qualifying for the Olympics. So the U.S. could very well end up playing Honduras for that spot. I've, I feel good about this. They've done wonderful. Jordan Morris along with uh, Jerome Keysweater, are leading the tournament with three goals each. And the U.S. is leading the tournament with goals. I believe it was 13 goals. And Canada is actually second with six. Mexico has five goals. So, well, six now with their... Uh, their goal that they got against Honduras. So wow. U.S. could at least well be on their way to uh, qualifying for the Olympics, which would be great to have them return to Brazil. Um, and it goes back to my comment before about Klinsman, not to get all the way back into that, but he's got good stuff that he wants to do top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that with... The U.S. Olympic team right now. Yes. Yep. I agree with you. On Herzog, that one. by the way, is his coach, who's also an assistant with the uh, senior men's team. Yes. Yeah, so, so that. that's
3: what we're looking at, Baxter. All right. Um, one side note for all of you that listen to the show in the Milwaukee area: a special congratulations to the University of Marquette as they defeated the Wisconsin Badgers tonight by a score of one to no, one to nothing. Uh, the men's soccer team of, of Marquette taking down the Badgers with a goal coming in the seventy seventh minute. So uh, Marquette goes to 4-4-2 four, four, on the season, and the Badgers drop to 2-8-1. and one. Ooh, ouch. Not one of the glory years for the Badgers no, this year, unfortunately. Too
4: bad. Celebrating their 20th anniversary of their NCAA victory, their championship season. That, unfortunately, that's not being reflected in their current season. <laughs> no, it's
3: not, unfortunately. Um, one other thing, I just need to make a moment about this. I love when MLS Twitter accounts go at it like oh, with yeah? memes and other fun things oh, so sure. San Jose Vancouver and FC Dallas are all memeing it up right now on oh, is that right it's, it's funny to watch they yeah San Jose just did one of those memes where it's Jimmy Fallon doing the like the pointing at the eyes and then looking back and, like pointing back <laughs> like I'm watching you they did that to White, the Vancouver and FC Dallas and Everyone is just saying, you know, hi, Quakes, and, you know, bet you wish you were playing San Jose, and they're all like, oh, yeah. So they're, they're all going at each other, having a good time, but you can definitely tell it's the three guys that are on the social media accounts at home on their couches like, oh, let's have some <laughs> fun tonight. That's, that's all it really is coming down to.
4: Yes, well, i tell you what, if you're a Portland Timbers fan, you're not having fun. No, you're not. Well, it's time for ma- our Major League Soccer. We can finally
3: talk about the, the American game from yes. a, from a oh, yeah, the beautiful never, game from an American We've never waited perspective. this long to
4: talk about it in our show, but I know, we, we had so
3: many good things to speak of, though.
4: So, yes, we do, but I'm going to start with the negative place, talking about my Portland Timbers. Yeah, I so. got Rev stuff to talk about, so go ahead. So, Sporting Kansas City rests at least three of their starters. On uh, Saturday night, I told you I thought Portland would take this game. It's at It was at Providence Park. Same thing as always. Timbers are going at it, going at it, going at it. Hey, here's the deal. They end up losing 1-0. Kristen Namath, wonderful slalom goal in, I believe, like the 83rd minute or something like that. It was that. a gorgeous goal. One gorgeous of the goals go- of the year yes. candidates. It has to be. Yes. I mean, he gets through two or three players and takes a right a shot with his right foot right into the goal. But Portland loses, so now they are sitting outside of the red line. And here's the thing, Baxter. If you cannot beat a sporting KC team that has been struggling, that just played a midweek final, so they're exhausted, 120 minutes into a penalty kick shootout – they rest three other starters, including Dom Dwyer. You can't beat that team. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. No,
3: not at all. And Portland just continues to be a downward spiral, which is which is unfortunate because they've got some good... On, on paper, I know we say this a lot. And no, games are not it, one it, on paper, obviously.
4: Right, but no, they are very talented. They're not They're not putting balls into the goal. And part of it is, is yes, they're very talented. They spend all this money on this young DP, Milano, <laughs> who all he does, he does one of two things. He either... Takes shots that miss the bo- uh, goal completely, or he takes them right at the goalkeeper.
3: Yeah, that's not. You're not going to score goals doing that. You're just not. Uh, it's it's almost as embarrassing as losing to the worst team in Major League Soccer, Simon. That's that's who did that. That, that would sir. be the Revolution. Oh, Thank you yes, for asking. Yes, yes. yes, the New England Revolution. I don't, are you still? I don't know if you're still the Portland thing. I don't want to. I don't wanna cut you. I'm with done here. with Portland. Okay. Well. I mean, not not
4: completely. No, just, no, just no, 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 Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> RCT uh, till I die. Yes, Rose City till I die. There you go. There you go.
3: Yeah. No. So my New England Revolution. I love them. Wonderful team. Fantastic team. Jay Heaps, great guy. But anyway. How do you lose to the worst team in Major League Soccer? Well, it starts with shoddy defense. That's the nicest way to put it. Bobby Shuttleworth recently resigned a new contract deal with the Revolution to stay around for a few more seasons. He's played fantastic. He was one of the best goalkeepers in Major League Soccer last year. He started to look like it again this year, and then things have all started to fall apart. The Revolutions got the game going. They started with a goal in the 31st minute, leading 1-0 at halftime. Everything looked like it was going great. Juan Godella with the goal. Yay. Revolution looked good. Then the fire decide to start a fire, a goal-scoring fire, and they have they score three goals in the second half. And... They outshoot the Revolution 15 to 12. They had eight of their shots on target. It's it was just not a good game. It went from bad to worse for the Re- Revolution. This is the second game in a row that they've had three goals conceded. They've allowed six goals in two games. You're not going to be a playoff contender. I mean, they're going to go to the playoffs. It's not that they're not going to, but you're not going to compete for an MLS Cup if you allow six goals in two games. That's to right. the worst team in the league. And yes, the other the other game was to Montreal. I get it. But still, Montreal is not Montreal's the sixth team in, in the East.
4: New England's the third team. You shouldn't allow three goals. No, I agree with you. I mean, it's... An, a, a, it, well, it would be one thing if it was Montreal because they've been pretty hot tonight, notwithstanding. But it's Chicago fire. Yeah. Three to one. Literally the worst team in Major League Soccer right now. Backstar, I do want to go uh, give a special shout-out to Sporting KC oh? for the fact that... They won the U.S. Open Cup. Once again, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup in a shootout 7-6. to six. I thought Philly was going to take this one when I was watching it, and uh, especially in the shootout, you know, they did an interesting thing where they, they subbed out their keeper who was playing the whole game and put their penalty kick specialist in there. Ended up going, obviously, into uh, extra rounds. Sporting KC, your U.S. Open Cup champion for 2015. It must feel good. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's Concacaf Champions League spot now.
3: Yeah, that's huge for them, and we know that Sporting KC has been a little uh, hot and cold with that. And speaking
4: of hot and cold teams, how about the coldness of Montreal? We <laughs> they finally make the two up front power rankings, each of our power rankings, and now they end up losing two games they kind in a of row. Forget to how to play soccer. Yes.
3: Yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a hot mess, honestly, for Montreal recently. They just lost, as you mentioned tonight, against the New York Red Bulls two to one, and um, yeah, I'm not. Not exactly sure what to make of it, uh, in total honesty, for Montreal. I think Montreal, I want to say they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't know anymore because Orlando can't stop winning. Orlando's on a yeah, four-game four win Four-game win against decent teams. Yeah, Orlando is one
4: point out of the playoffs right now. Now the fact that Montreal lost, that opens the door. It does. Um, Montreal still has a couple of games in hand, so there's always that, but... You know, we we see that all the time where that ends up not meaning anything. If you're if you're in a rut, you're in a rut. Doesn't yep. matter how many games in hand you have. Yeah, I I completely agree with you on that one. All right, well, Simon, I think it's it's power rankings time. It's power rankings
3: time. Okay, I think we need to get to our new power rankings here on two up front. All right, I don't know if you're going to like me this week, Simon. <laughs> I don't know. We This is one week we have not uh, cross-referenced. That's true. So we have not. I don't know where you are. You don't know where I yeah. am. Well, that's all right. Which is I'll fine. I'll
4: still like you. Well, thanks. I mean, what, as a long as, what a swell guy. You know, as long as you're not playing too many teams out of position. Man, we'll find out about that one,
3: honestly. All right. Well, uh, my number five team in our power rankings this week is Toronto FC. <laughs>
4: you know i'm laughing right because
3: it's the same thing you've got yeah, exactly. of course it is what uh, my reasoning might be different than yours okay
4: well my my reasoning is uh pretty easy they've got 3 wins but 3 uh, three game win streak but their opponents have not been too stellar mm-hmm. so so they're up there um you know they're they are for sure, I'm going to say are for sure, are going to make the playoffs the first time in their history. And they may even do it at that number five spot, which actually, to me, makes it more legitimate. So people don't just say, well, the only reason they made it to the playoffs was because they were a sixth seed, and this is the first time we have a sixth seed. Mm, fair enough. So I mean, that's my, my reasoning behind it is because they needed to. I don't.
3: I don't care who they played. It's the fact that they won. They got nine points that kept them in the playoff run because oh, of how – Back and forth, those that bottom three or four teams have been, they needed to win. And they have done that, and they've kept themselves in the playoff run. So, yes, the three teams they beat were eh. But they're doing the important thing is they're keeping themselves in the playoff run right now. And they're in the playoffs if they were to start today. Sure. So that's why I have Toronto at number
4: five. All Uh Who's your number four team? My number four, I was actually just looking at something here. I was maybe going to change it. But, no, um Who's your number four? I might change it. <laughs> oh,
3: gosh. My number four is the New England Revolution um, because they they were my number one team last week. And then they you don't lose to the worst team in Major League Soccer and
4: expect to stay in a top three spot. I do not have the Revolution in my rankings. Interesting. Going okay. off of that, because of their loss to Chicago, they lose to the worst team in the league. Before that, they draw with one of the worst teams mm-hmm. in the league, with Philadelphia, and then they lost to Montreal three nothing. So I think sorry, there's still boys.
3: some some good things there for the Revolution, but I do agree that other, they are on the they're on a downward slide right now, which and, is not how you want to end the regular season.
4: And for me, other teams are playing better, so fair enough. Well, who's your number four uh, team? My number my number four team uh, was see. I'm still I'm now I'm on air debating with myself. See how this works. Corey, Corey's me. still in studio laughing at me right now. <laughs> Maybe Corey can help you. Corey, what
3: are you, you? Who are you debating? All on? right, you can, this you is. Can phone a I'll tell you
4: what. This is this is who I have. I was going to go with either uh, San Jose because they they have their win against Real Salt Lake, the draw against Vancouver, and they they've kind of snuck into the top five for me the last few weeks. Eh. Uh, but then I was looking at FC Dallas. They had that stellar four-one win over Houston. True. Um, but that's only their first win in their last three games as well. So you know, Dallas is always a streaky team. Tell you what, four is San Jose and FC Dallas. I'm putting two teams. The there. San Jose Dallas's. Yeah, yeah. The, yes, the San Jose Dallases Or the FC Jose's. The, the FC the FC Dallas Earthquakes. Ah,
0: How do you agree that? with that, Corey? I mean, you can't go wrong with picking two teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did last <laughs> week, weren't we? Orlando, New yeah. York, last yep, week for five? five. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'd so. have
3: to agree with you on that. one. I feel like that's very fairly, com- fairly comparable. Now I mentioned okay. this team earlier um, with how well they've been playing. So my number three team is there is number, not, we're not on there. number four. I just did my four. Team. You did? Revolution was my revolution. four. Team. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. It
4: was so bad I forgot what it was.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> now <laughs> Shot has been fired right
0: <laughs> to the heart. Ow! Where are your timbers? Oh, there it is. Hey, they've been cut down. Self-admitted. They've been that, cut that, down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I cheer for Minnesota United, so I'm not even in the MLS. Hey, that's our right. the the loo. Yeah. The loo. Yeah, the- <laughs> I remember that.
3: Oh gosh, my All number right, three team on a four-game win streak is, is Orlando. Because yes. I got them too. Of course you do. <laughs> Orlando is your number three team yes. as well. All yeah. right, let's look at who they've beaten the last yes. four games. Sporting Kansas City three to one. Chicago eh, one nothing. New York Red Bulls. Five to, two. Five to two, and Montreal
4: two to one. So they finish with NYCFC and Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean they they've got a good chance of pulling this off. Who does Montreal finish with? Let's see. They've got Colorado, New England, and Toronto. That's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough run for them. Orlando just might sneak in.
3: Oh man! Especially if TFC stays hot. That TFC Montreal game could prove to be pivotal.
4: And I'll tell you what, you know, let's do talk about the Western Conference while we're while we're talking playoff spots. Listen Please. to this: so you've got Portland playing Real Salt Lake, who is breathing down their necks. Uh, then they play Galaxy. Oh Lord! Then they've got Colorado. So this is possibly Portland, you one. Mentioned? This is Portland, and oh, then Lord. RSL obviously has Portland. Then they have FC Dallas. Then they have Seattle. So yeah, they have a tough schedule. They're out. Then you've got San Jose. Their last two games are against Sporting and FC Dallas. So, oh and it's going to come down between those three teams. So I tell yeah. you what, it is Vancouver is playing right now. I've got the stream going right now. Yes, yeah, so do I. That. Yes, yeah. uh, Portland should make the playoffs if they get things together. My, if they beat what Real is your Salt definition Lake, of together? Scoring goals. Ah, okay. Scoring goals. Uh, because that's that's the crazy thing about it. They're they are they're they're so solid in the back. I mean, yeah, Namath came through and did that slalom, and that was a bit of a surprise. But they're so solid in the back with yeah. Borchers and Ridgewell. No, I agree. Nate Borchers' beard will stop just about anything. Honestly. Yeah, right. So, um, so I think I do think if they beat Real Salt Lake, the Timbers are in the playoffs. But come on, I don't. Can I? Can I ask a serious question? Please do. Can Nate Borchers' beard be called to the U.S. Men's National Team? Oh, <laughs> there you
3: go. just his beard. Can we? Can that be called up as a center back? Uh, no, because Clinton would be playing him as a striker <laughs> then. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than likely. All right, my number two team, Simon, uh, is the New York Red Bulls. Ooh, okay. I'm assuming that's not who you have. Uh, it's not who I have. Okay, the New York Red Bulls. They've looked good. Uh, I think that uh, they have uh, improved. They, let's see, in the last two games, they beat Columbus two to one at and, Columbus, by and, the way. Yeah, and then they beat Montreal two to one. Mm-hmm. New York finishes up the year with TFC, Philly, and Chicago. New York should. Probably grab nine points.
4: They're going to win the Supporters' Shield. They are. I mean, they, they control their destiny with it, and I think, you know, I think one of those maybe they end up in a draw because it's a, they've got a midweek game, and then they've got that Sunday game. Uh, you know, this TFC game is going to be interesting because it's in Toronto, and with the way Toronto's playing, this very well could end up being a draw, perhaps even a loss, uh, but they should beat Philadelphia at home. I think – you know, they lost to Chicago earlier in the year, but, mm-hmm. but if, Not if they need to win that game to win the supporters shield, New York Red Bulls are gonna win that game. I mm. agree with you on that one. All right, who's your number two team? Uh, number two is Seattle, who I'm assuming is your number one yes, team. Yes it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh and New York, what is a great, your great number one. What or? yeah, Red Bulls are my number one. What a great comeback. Seriously, Seahawks though. had to. The Seahawks. It was, well, th- wasn't that who was playing? Yeah, that's well, what was on the didn't, field. They didn't come back. Oh yeah, Listen, right. The Lions. can I just say something? I tweeted. I, I tweeted. Tw- I tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> one of those nights, boys. Uh, I had tweeted out that, hey, uh, I always cheer for the LA Galaxy when they play the Seattle Seahawks. Commenting on the field, of course. Sure. Well, I had somebody on Twitter come back to me and say, "It's it's the uh, what is it? Sounders? The Sounders." It, it it's the Sounders, man. Head slap. Like, come on guy. I know it's the Sounders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really but, excited but for the Toronto Blue Jays uh, to play Montreal I, Impact. It was year. very kind though of the uh the Alley Galaxy to actually tweet back to me saying Thanks. <laughs> 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 really? They really did, yeah, so that was kinda cool. But uh <laughs> But no, the, the Was it like, thanks, dot, 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 question mark? It or? was just thanks, question mark, because I said the only time I support the Galaxy is when they're playing the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I got to say, you know, the Galaxy had great control of that game, and then for about the last, I don't know, 10 minutes, Seattle just really took it to them and had yeah. total control. Uh, and then, of course, they put in Chad Barrett, the wonder sub who does his wonder thing. Chad and Barrett or Alan Gordon? You need one minute to yeah, go, who, yeah. who you got? Oh, I'm taking Alan Gordon. Oh, yeah,
3: for sure. Corey? Yeah, same. Yeah, Alan Gordon. Why is he not? I don't know. I don't know. He's not good enough to play in the
4: Minnows. Yeah, you know team. what? I would take him over Wondolowski. I would, too. And it's not that Wondolowski is horrible. It's just we've seen it time and time again. Unless they're playing the Minnows, uh, he he just does not do well at the international level. Who wouldn't you take
0: over Wondolowski? Well, that's a good point.
2: Uh, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, I know. <laughs>
0: um, oh, the famous German American, the greatest defensive Timmy player, Chandler there it <laughs> is. Yes, David
2: Chandler
3: over Zeus. over Chris Wondolowski. Frankenstein. <laughs> That's how I feel. All right. So yeah, New York Red Bulls are my two, but they're your one. They're Seattle my number one. is
4: your two. two. Seattle yeah. is my number one. And why is Seattle your one? And I'll talk about why New York's my number one. Well,
3: like you sort of mentioned, Seattle—they've been such a great run recently. I mean, it's it's hard to deny the way that they've been playing recently. Clint Dempsey, Obafemi Martins, Obafemi Martins especially has remembered how to score goals. And Seattle has not lost a game since August 22nd. Um, they've it's grabbed three, three wins and three draws. they beat beaten Portland in that time, TFC, and they beat Vancouver 3-0. They've drawn with San Jose, Sporting, and the Galaxy. But as you mentioned, Galaxy-Seattle, that's one of those games where you're going to always either pick a draw or a Galaxy win because Seattle just has never proven that they're
4: good enough to beat LA right yeah LA definitely has the number so it was surprising even in the draw um, I wasn't totally sold on Seattle's play though that was the thing is LA mm. pretty much dominated which is one of the reasons I keep them at number two uh, New York I'll admit I have them at one because I've had them at number one so often you um, have You're and, a very
3: big New York advocate
4: and I will say uh, I mean they they, they they play total football they are WTF you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they play total football uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, you can't deny that that guy's still on fire. Lloyd Sam, you know, I said earlier in the year, Lloyd Sam is one of those quiet guys that mm-hmm. is really one of the hearts of that team. Well, he to me, he is the heart of that team. You don't hear of him very often, but he's he's him always involved. Yes, he's always involved. Um, and we saw that tonight with his goal. Um, if I had to pick a team that I think is going to win MLS Cup, and that's part of it too, is New York to me is the most – uh, well rounded team out there that's winning games, yeah, they've lost a couple recently, but for the most part they don't let those, this is the thing they don't let those losses turn into these huge losing streaks uh earlier in the season, they had their four game losing streak, and ever since then they have not lost any games back to back and wow. they've won plenty of games back to back you're right about that, yeah, they've looked
3: fairly well, i mean. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue with that. That's why I'm so excited for the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs are going to be just full of so many things coming. You know, this 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 year, there's going to be so many stars. There's going to be so many close games, and I think both conferences are actually going to have a lot of great things, great skill to showcase. Honestly, so all right, well, uh, once once again, who are your top five in your power rankings?
4: Uh, New York Red Bulls, Orlando, uh, uh, Seattle. Seahawks, Orlando, San Jose slash F C D and Toronto. Okay, and my top five are
3: Seattle, the Red Bulls, Orlando, the Revolution, and Toronto. So let us know your thoughts about it. You can tweet at us at two Front soccer at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan. We will offer our predictions, and Corey's going to join us as well in our MLS predictions this week as well, along with our USA-Mexico predictions.
4: And by the way, 0-0 in the 12th minute, Vancouver FC Dallas. Yes, yep,
3: I've got that game scrolling on another tab as well right now, and the game is in Vancouver. Yes, it is. Russell Tabert causing a row in the midfield. Anyway, (laughs) all right, well, we're going to start with Colorado and Montreal. That game is taking place on Saturday. Corey, who you got?
0: I feel like Montreal needs to win it. And so just based on that fact, I think they're going to win.
3: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. Colorado needs to just pack up shop and just start handing out.
4: They do, but that's who I'm taking. I'm taking Colorado. No, be good to play the upset card? Play or the upset card. Sh- or no, because it's, it's at Colorado. It's, it's the upset card. Montreal is traveling to Colorado after losing tonight to the Red Bulls 2-1. So those, you know, whenever there's a midweek game, I tend to pick the other team that oh. hasn't had that midweek game. Fair enough. Well, I think
3: Montreal's going to recover, so I'm going to go with Montreal on that one. The big one. The big one boys. USA Mexico. The CONCACAF Cup. doce Zero. <laughs> you gonna go with USA, sure. doce Zero? Sure. Corey?
0: I don't think it's gonna be two zero. I think it's gonna be 2 uh, two one, three to two. In favor of uh, I I wanna say US.
4: Okay. I'll tell you what, here's the deal. I'm I'm totally going with my heart deep down. I think Mexico is going to win this game. That's, mm. yeah. I think that's the feeling we all have swirling around yeah. inside of us. I'd
3: yeah. agree with that, and I'll be totally honest. I feel that like Mexico is going to win, and I think if USA does win, it's going to
4: be a hard-fought, like, 1-0 victory. Yeah, I just can't ever imagine a U.S.-Mexico game being a 1-0 game. No. Although, I mean, we've seen plenty of 0-0 draws. Yeah. But uh, the uncertainty, you know. I mean, the injuries that Mexico has, Marquez, Dos Santos, not huge
3: uh, Enough. I mean, in they don't have Guardado. Either. That's right.
4: That's I they, forgot. That is a big one. That's they
0: might great. now. Oh, really? He's he's now after you know when when I was on the show last time, home yeah, and co-hosting. There was that definite he was not going to play, and now there's many reports saying that he's there's likely he's going to play.
3: They could certainly use him. He's a fantastic player. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll do USA Costa Rica as well. When it takes place next Tuesday. Um, anybody?
4: Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with the U.S. I'm actually surprised with. Costa Rica they have they have not looked that good yeah I mean they, they played well in the gold cup and frankly got cheated out of that game um, but other than that I'll, I'll go with us on this one
0: same US. Hmm. I've got Costa Rica
3: I believe that Costa Rica win <laughs> does
4: that work sure, that, sure.
0: Is that, is so that you've
4: work? already used yours up huh? Dang you know, it. I believe
3: that's true no I I'll, How about I'll
4: Canada th- and Ghana guys Ghana yeah,
3: I'm yes. a Ghana supporter yeah. till I die I just think they have a great
4: you're team. gonna support who what? Who are you going to support? Ghana. Well, you said I'm a Ghana uh. support. I wonder who you're going to support. <laughs> I'm a dad, guys. This stuff too, happens. Oh it comes out of my God. mouth. too late it for just, him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got you right away. And I was just, I'll wait I was like, it. I've got right. a what?
3: <laughs> Ghana. That's a, who are you going to support? I don't know. <laughs> Ghana. That's who I am. Going All right. To we should probably back. rattle
4: through the rest of these. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Toronto FC and the Red Bulls. Corey. Red Bulls. Simon. Red Bulls. I've got Toronto, FC Dallas, Vancouver, Corey. Uh,
0: Dallas. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas. Even though
3: know, they're playing right now, they play again next Wednesday. Yeah, look yeah, at that. Fun fact: I've got Vancouver, uh, Portland, and Real Salt Lake. Salt Lake.
0: <sighs> I want to say Portland. <laughs> please I wanna, do. I want to <laughs> say <laughs> please, Portland, please. but they they just can't find the net. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna say Portland. They're gonna find it this game. All, All right, right. Cool. I'm gonna say a
4: draw. All right. Just oh, we got all, all of them covered. There we go. See, it's a win-win for me if Real Salt Lake wins and I get to go, hey, eh, that's who I picked. Yeah. Portland yeah. wins. It's hey, <laughs> it's my club. They yeah, won. Right? Ah, so that's what you do. Okay, yeah, I see.
3: Yeah. Orlando and NYC FC, Corey. Orlando. The Lions. Ooh, yeah. Got to go with the, the – not the, not the three Lions. They're just the Lions. All right, San Jose Sporting, KC, Corey. Uh, sporting. I'm going with San Jose. That's where I'm going also. TFC and Columbus.
4: Columbus. TFC.
3: TFC for me. New England and Montreal. Uh,
4: <laughs> Let's go New England. I'm taking New England. I've got Montreal. <laughs> of <laughs> course you do. It's because
3: I know how this game is going to go.
4: Ooh, we got a lot of games to get
3: through. RSL and <laughs> FC Dallas, Corey.
4: RSL. Yeah, I'm going to call a draw on this one.
3: Mm, yeah, I'm going to go with FC Dallas on this one. DC United and Chicago, Corey.
0: Oh, man. I don't know. Is there a winner in this game, really? <laughs> There is. It's going to be boring soccer. That's what Uh, it is. D.C.
3: That's who I got. I got D.C. I'm I'm going to go Chicago in the upset. They just seem to be on that train right now. Philly and the Red Bulls, Corey. Red Bulls.
4: Philly and the Red Bulls? Yeah, New York.
3: Yeah, New York for me as well. Houston and uh, Seattle.
4: Seattle. Houston Dynamo.
3: Ah, I've got the Sounders and
4: the Galaxy and Portland. <laughs> it's gonna be uh four-one galaxy. galaxy.
3: Yeah, I've got the Galaxy on that one. Too. Maybe the only f- one maybe that we all two.
4: agreed
0: on.
3: That's true. Wow.
4: Who'd Tuesday, October twentieth, Concacaf Champions League. Real Salt Lake or Municipal? Oh gosh, we're going that far? Yeah.
3: Uh, yes, let's do it. Uh, b- 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 I don't know. Salt Lake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Salt Lake. Sure, it's- how about Comunicaciones and LA Galaxy on the twenty-first?
4: Comunicaciones,
3: because it's at Comunicaciones. It's in Honduras. I believe yeah, that's a Honduran club. It is. Yeah, there's no way. LA, there's no <laughs> way the Galaxy. The team, you don't know who the team. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Olympia and Vancouver.
2: It's that. Oh, it's at uh, Olympia. Uh,
4: it's a, Olympia's going to win because Vancouver's already out. Oh. I think Seattle has wrapped up this group. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Seattle They're or Vancouver is going to be focusing on the league. Uh, we also have a Sporting KC Colorado game though on Wednesday the twenty first. Sporting, yeah, I'm sporting. taking Sporting on that one. Yeah,
3: no, I agree with you on that one. All right, all right, we're That's gonna enough. go to one more break, and we come back, we'll offer our I Believe segments and wrap up the show. This is Two Upfront, presented by Sports Radio America. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. And? Corey Plath. Oh, Corey Plath is here, too. <laughs> Corey has joined us for the last little bit of the show. He was on the show earlier, along with Chris Blakely as well. And for those of you that know, it is the last segment of the show. We've had a little bit longer show than we usually do, but there's been so much to talk about. You can't a blame lot. us for speaking about the beautiful game.
4: It's what we do, especially with so much going on: Concacaf Cup, Olympic qualifying, yeah. all the MLS playoff hunts going on, NWSL Championship. Uh, trying to make a phone call with Chris Blakely. Gosh, I should have just used the carrier pigeons tonight. That'd have worked so much
3: better.
0: Good lord, it would have been faster too.
3: It really would have. <laughs> Honestly, my cord was just not having it tonight. All right. Anyway, what well, is our last segment of the show? Which means it is time for. I That's right. It is our I Believe segment here on Two Up Front, where we each get to offer an I Believe segment about something that we think will happen in the soccer world. Hypothetically, I believe Seth Blatter will uh, never, ever, 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 ever hold a job ever again in his life.
4: Dreamer, you ain't nothing but... Oh, any job? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll become a jan- a he'll become a janitor at
3: a local high school. Uh, that's too
4: yeah. far-fetched. I know it is. That's, All too, right. that's too respectable.
3: True.
2: Corey, <laughs> you're the
0: guest. You get to go first. Oh, boy. Um, well, I believe Orlando is going to sneak it into playoffs. Oh,
2: huh.
4: Alright, very good. Cheeky. That's good. that's good. Simon? I believe that in two years, Bob Bradley will be posh <laughs> and will be in the Premier League coaching a lower <laughs> level team. If not the Premier League, he'll be in the championship. I, tr- I really do. I believe that he will be somewhere in England sooner than you think.
3: Fair enough. I believe that Kai Kamara is going to get shafted on the MVP award, yes, and it's going to yes. go to Seba Sebastian Giovinco. Yeah, I,
4: think the, I think they already mailed the trophy. Oh, yeah. but, but they're going to take it back
3: and see, just give him a piece of paper, <laughs> like the NWSL Supporter Shield.
0: I think Giovinco should get it. I mean that's my my opinion. He's got the most goals slash assists in MLS history. That's my argument. I mean he's not just that. doing I, the and goal and I, and I scoring. I that.
4: I re- I read that as well. But our, Baxter Baxterney's argument for Kamara is that uh, he has kept Columbus much more consistent than and his Columbus. goals have been more consistent than Saba's goals. Seba's mm-hmm. goals come in batches, where Kamara has been there all season long. Yes. Well,
2: yeah
0: I get that, but still, I mean, even if you're not in, if you're just doing it in bunches, it's still the same amount as if you're doing it throughout the entire season. I suppose.
2: Like, I could see I that. I
4: get that, but to me, the MVP is you have to consider the entire team aspect of it. That's what, true. That's what
0: Which I'm saying. What, what is the team but if, if you're, more,
4: if you're, if Well, I'm saying, though, if you're more consistent, though, then you're helping your team out on a more consistent basis. And Columbus has been more consistent where Toronto's been up,
3: down, up, down, yeah. up, down. And Toronto, more than Columbus, is expected to do well because of the players they have on their team. Right. Columbus is expected right. to do good. Just You look at their payrolls. Yeah. Columbus. Right. Is, if you compare apples to, or apples to apples, basically, Columbus should
4: not be in the same boat as Toronto.
0: I get that, but... I I mean, mean, here's
4: the thing. I mean, ultimately, I can't... No, I can't argue, but I can't... You can argue. You're good I don't. at that. <laughs> <laughs> you and my wife agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I won't be upset if Gio wins it. You no, I won't be, either. I mean, he's deserving of it. Yeah, very much, so.
3: yeah. Oh, I'd agree with you on that one. All right, well, we just made
4: the show even longer. We did, we did. Oh, wow. Well,
3: Corey Plow, thank you for stopping by Absolutely. tonight. We appreciate awesome. it. Having you in, Corey. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, and special thanks to Chris Blakely as well of Vavel USA for his short, brief, kind of <laughs> conversation we had with him. But we still had a good time A short chat with him Um, We do want to take a moment to remind all of you That you can listen to Upfront right here on Sports Radio America On Fridays from 3 to 6 Eastern And on Live 365 and TuneIn And also on
4: demand on iTunes, iHeartRadio And on Spreaker.com as well that's what we got. Simon Provan is also on Twitter. This is Baxter Colburn? Corey's on Twitter as well. At Corey
0: Plath. At C Plath time. C Plath Simon Provan at Baxter Colburn. And then you can
3: also tweet at us at Two Upfront Soccer as well, and on Facebook at Two Upfront as well. Instagram. And Do we even
4: use our Instagram? Very yeah.
3: sparingly. Okay. Sparingly. But that is at Two Upfront Soccer. It is. Yes, it is. We got to get a little bit more active. We got
4: We need an intern.
2: That's really what we need to
3: put out on that. If you want to be an intern, come contact (laughs) us. We we can certainly put you to work and have you take care of things. Yes, exactly. So thanks for tuning in to another edition of 2 Upfront. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your soccer weekend. It's a big one. It's going to be a huge one if you're a USA fan or if you're a Mexico fan or if you're just a soccer fan in general. Maybe your Premier League team is playing this weekend. Maybe your MLS team is playing in the next week. Either Either way, good luck. Everybody's playing. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your weekend. We'll all see you again next week with our manager being the one above. We are two up front.
0: Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Nietzsche.